0: Welcome to the Monetary Mixtape with Will Hoffman, founder of Hoffman Wealth Management. In this podcast, we help fellow Gen Xers simplify complex wealth issues that are important to Gen X. We do this by cutting out the mundane material and using a refreshing approach to finances in a way this skipped generation appreciates. Join us for this ride where we explore financial planning and wealth management as Will Hoffman draws from almost 20 years of experience and brings to you qualified guests to help be your latchkey to tricky monetary affairs.
1: Welcome to Monetary Mixed Tape with your host, Will Hoffman. Where we talk about the ever forgotten generation X, I'm Wendy McConnell. Hey there, Will. How are you? Happy New Year and all of happy that Happy new stuff year. Still.
2: yes, we're still uh, still celebrating the new year, still writing the wrong dates on my checks, still oh. uh, still still trying to get through all that. but, yeah, happy to be moving forward in twenty twenty three and really looking forward to the rest of the year
1: yeah, so we have a guest today. Would you like to introduce him?
2: Yes, I wanted to bring somebody on, especially this early in the year to talk about and you know, we talked a lot about inflation last year and and how it can be kind of a, a a silent thief in the night when it comes to our money and having an impact that that is out of our control. Um, and to kind of compound on that, something else that we have to be cognizant of that that goes beyond you know, the market and inflation that, that can uh, impact our wealth is taxes. And when, I feel like when I say taxes, we should have a dun, dun, a- dun. Yeah, a little uh, Darth <laughs> Vader. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I have, uh, Josh Jones from comp Fino tax and accounting service, um, josh is is an accountant in our, in our region and got got to know and meet josh and his wife kelly uh through uh a common professional down in florida and and really have uh, appreciated the content that they have and their website and some insights. so welcome to the monetary mixtape josh
3: jones thanks well, thanks for having me i'm excited to be here I'm Excited to uh to answer any questions you have on the tax side always a fun, uh, you know, fun topic to talk about. Nobody wants to talk about it, but everybody right. wants to know about it. So uh, <laughs> maybe fun um, for I mean... <laughs> you to talk about. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
2: just, just to, um, to kind of introduce your firm and, and what it is you guys do. Um, how did you get into accounting What what's a little bit of, about your background uh, that our listeners need to yeah. know?
3: Definitely. So um, I started, so we're Comfino. I was is the, the brainchild of our two uh, small businesses that we had before. We owned Bean Counters Tax and Accounting Services and Prominent Payroll, and they they're always the same staff, what have you. And we said we're going to bring these two together. So we just went through a name change um, recently. So uh, Confino is the combination of Bean Counters and uh, and Prominent Payroll. And we got started. We started being counters probably about 15 years ago. Um, it was just me. And then uh, about a year later, my wife came on board. Uh, my wife and I met at, in public accounting at KPMG. So um, we're lifetimers. And nice. uh, we uh, <laughs> and, and, and that was it. From there, we started growing. Uh, we have an office in Pittsburgh. We have an office in Naples, Florida. Um, now we have uh, eight other employees. So uh, pretty nice size firm. And um, we do everything accounting. Uh, a lot of our focus is on on the small business side, but we we definitely help with with individual taxes, trusts, estates, what have you, as well.
2: Nice. Um, where where did your interest and passion for for taxes and and for accounting come from? What what motivated you to to get into the field?
3: You know, I think I was just somebody who wanted to maximize my wealth. And, you know, I think you, you can't maximize your wealth without thinking about the tax implication. So, you know, I kind of got intrigued of how, how that all works. And, and some of the creative planning you can do um, uh, regarding, you know, the, you know, you guys do a lot of creative planning on the financial side. Um, you got to take into consideration the, the tax side of it as well. Um, and I, I think that's kind of what, what got, us, got me into it and, and got me kind of keeps me going and, and, and makes it exciting. Yeah. And, and,
2: you know, being on the, I don't want to say the opposite side, cause we, you know, our, our professions work hand in hand a lot. The, the taxes are some of the biggest questions that we have and we understand. And by we, I mean, you know, my profession and my peers, we all understand enough to be dangerous, but, but want an accountant's perspective or a CPA's perspective on, on a lot of things because, um, it, it can be confusing. It, there's a lot. The tax codes is is pretty thick, um, mm-hmm. and it's getting thicker every day. And um, you know, we rely on on I think we rely on one another uh, pretty well. And I, and I know our firm works loves to work with with our clients, accountants, and, and with other accountants because we always seem to learn something coming away from those conversations, and and it's something that we can kind of carry forward and, and help our clients and help other clients, and and really. Like you said, come up with those creative solutions that help folks maximize their planning. Um, When it comes to a a process for for Compino, is there anything specific or special that that you guys do when it comes to working with a client? What what's the the process that you guys put put your clients through?
3: Well, you know, we this year we just rolled out a new I'm going to call it customer focused management uh, website. Kind of keeps everybody organized and. And within that, there's an interviewer. There is the ability to take a picture. It has an app. There's the ability to take a picture on your iPhone of your W2, your tax documents, and upload it. Um, your, our clients are going to e-sign their tax return through this. So it's going to be kind of uh, a place where a client can go and really see where they're at with their tax return. Um, and it just helps keep everybody organized, helps them communicate with us, and really just maximizes the use of technology. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it, it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, we've been rolling it out now for a couple of months, but this is going to be its first real tax season. Um, we've talked to other accountants all over the country to use it and they're really happy with it. So what we find, especially in, in Western Pennsylvania throughout is a lot of accountants are still using the technology that they used, you know, forever ago. Um, so we, uh, you know, using this, I think, uh, you know, helps us kind of, you know, keep up to date with everything.
2: Yeah. We, we've, um. LPL's kind of spoiled us with kind of the same thing or, you know, the clients tax for their accounts and things with us are readily available at their fingertips that they can uh, they're not waiting for the statement or waiting for the 1099s, for example, and they can get them right over to, to you guys um, without leaving their house, which is going to be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and LPL's ro- rolled that out for us, for our clients and our, in um, our account view uh, web system. So we're, we're excited for that. And, and, this will be the first tax season that I know that we engage that fully. So we're, we're excited for, for a lot of those changes. Josh, we were talking kind of in our uh, informal lead up to, to recording about a lot of the things that we share interest in. And it seems like sports um, is, is the one thing that we haven't dove into yet uh, with the, the monetary mixtape is, is a big, you know, topic of discussion. And, and I, I think, um, you know, some of the, the most poignant sports moment. In history, kind of occurred during our generation, and and Josh and I are both part of that exennial court uh, cohort where, you know, we were were born in the in the late seventies, early eighties, um, and and really, I I think went through the gilded age of sports in in the eighties and nineties. Um, when, when when you think back to that, Josh, what what's kind of a, a great sports moment of of our childhood or, or even of, of the generation X and Xennials that that you think about when you talk about uh sports and in our generation well
3: you know i think about the the kind of the 49ers da- dynasty you know i grew up a i grew up a 49ers man even though i lived in western pennsylvania and uh, you know you can't forget the the catch with uh, you know Jim montana and, and dwight clark um so I, I think that that's something that always sticks in my mind and i think that really started that 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 Joe Montana dynasty and then you know you bring Jerry Rice into the mix and just kind of what they did during the 80s and then yeah. you know even fast forward into Joe Montana leaving and or being benched and, and Steve Young coming in so kind of a you know uh, uh, probably similar to what the Patriots did not too many years ago <laughs> you know, the, the 49ers were that team in that period yeah
2: and you know the birthplace of football is not too far from our office at least the birthplace of professional football um, and huge, huge football history. And Joe Montana is right from our backyard, right, right there Mm -hmm. in Ringgold, Pennsylvania. So yeah, that that's, uh, I can, I can always see the catch, you know, the, the camera angle from the end zone and Dwight Clark leaping up and, and that, that's, that's an important moment in sports. and, And you're right. Started that whole dynasty. You know, we always talk about our generation being a, um, kind of a change agent and, and, the biggest thing I think about is really there's two, two parts to, to my favorite moment. I'm a huge golf fan. I love to play golf, love to play golf with, with our boys. And when you think back to the eighties, you think of Jack Nicholas winning the masters in 1986 at the age of 46 um, and walking, you know, walking the putt in on 17 and then fast forward to 1997 and Tiger Woods, um, it, it being the youngest Masters winner and and winning the Masters, I don't know if it was his first or second tournament, but but really early on in his career, just winning it and not just winning it, and I mean he won in dominating fashion. And you know, a, as a Gen Xer, he was changing the way the game was played. He was changing the way courses were were designed. They started, you know, Tiger proofing courses with the technology that was. Um, that he was using and, you know, changing the way golfers viewed, you know, weightlifting and their physiques. Um, and th- that that's always the biggest moment, you know, for me, at least, and there's so many poignant moments, you know, you think about Kirk Gibson rounding the bases and um, his home off of Dennis Eckersley in the A's. And then you think of the world series that was interrupted by the, the earthquake, Mike Tyson emerging as you know world champion. Um, you know,
3: even in our, you think our backyard, I mean, how, how important is, uh, Andy Vance like it tagged out and, <laughs> at home plate and it, 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 changed the trajectory of the pirates. <laughs> right. They never, well, never, never come back. <laughs> so,
2: Andy, or you mean Sid Bream? Oh, Sid
3: Bream. Yes, Sid right, Bream yes. Yeah. Right. Sid Bream. I yeah, he, yeah. I think he, I think he
2: just finished rounding third right now. He was just yeah. lumbering <laughs> right. and lumbering yeah. and, and <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's one, Wendy. What do you have for us? Well,
1: since you brought up baseball and being from the other side of Pennsylvania, <laughs> I have to bring up the nineteen eighty Phillies, Tug McGraw and the yeah the hand on the heart getting through that last pitch. Is that Mike? Was Mike Schmidt? Oh yeah, on that team yeah. yet? Yeah, he was a favorite of
2: mine. He was a yeah. favorite class guy and and favorite one of my favorite baseball players. Even though I was a Pirates fan and uh, I shouldn't say was. I am a Pirates fan. It just (laughs) is. Mike's may call (laughs) some of the games now. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's a lot more difficult to be a Pirates fan (laughs) today.
2: So, as we're heading into 2023, um, when it comes to tax changes, Josh, is there anything on any tax changes or any tax headlines that that we need to be aware of, specifically Gen X, and not just what in fact impacts our returns, but you know a lot of Gen Xers are, are helping their parents or taking care of their parents. Um any any taxes or tax changes we need to be aware of?
3: So the the only the the big changes that um you know ch- occurred this year are more just the um uh the ex- expansion of the tax bracket so you're 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 seeing a lot of inflation adjusted changes you're seeing the standard deduction increase uh significantly the amounts you can put into your 401k increase significantly um so you're those are the kind of things that we're we're seeing this year they're, they're small little things as far as during the the COVID years, you were able to take an above the line charitable contribution that went away. But those are all very minor things. I, I think the the thing that's going to surprise a lot of people this year is how much the standard deduction went up. How how wide some of the tax brackets have have, have widened due to inflation. Um, so those are even you know you take into how much money you can put in your 401k. It went up two thousand dollars. I mean that, that's the thing that usually sure. you, historically you would see that go up five hundred dollars. Uh, you know, maybe a year so that's a pretty significant change and probably a lot of that is inflation driven.
0: Hey, sorry for the interruption. I know you're listening to the Monetary Mixtape because you want to learn about financial planning and wealth management. If you have any questions at the end, please head over to www.hoffmanwealth.com dot or look in the show notes to schedule a call with us.
2: Yeah, that that's um something we're we're helping our folks plan for. And and I think, you know, especially in, in our accumulating years with with Gen X, it's gonna help us a lot and, and help us um, you know maximize what we pay in taxes. Um when it comes to the, the taxes and filing and, and staying organized, are there any big mistakes that you see specifically Generation X make with their taxes?
3: You know, the thing I I, I see a lot, and I think this this goes a little bit into your world as well, Will. Is everybody, you know, says, oh, I'm putting money in my 401k. I'm putting money into my 401k. But you see a lot of people that aren't really maxing that out, or potentially aren't taking advantage of the Roth option. Most employers now have a Roth option in their 401k, and it's a it's a common misconception in the in the by a lot of people that I'm, I'm over the income limit to contribute to a Roth 401k. You can make 100 million dollars and contribute to a Roth 401k. You're not going to be able to. To contribute to a Roth IRA, but right. you're able to have that um, ability, and and I think that's pretty valuable, especially as people are, are coming up in their earning years w- while they have kids, where they're still getting the child tax credit and what have you. I think there's a a lot of value in using the Roth um, option, paying the tax on the money now to never have to pay the tax on it again in the future, and, and maybe as as you get older um, and your income increases, you no longer have the child tax credit. Then let's think about going back to the deferred amount. But I think, and you probably can speak to it better than I can, um, having some money in a Roth account um, is pretty valuable um, as you approach retirement.
2: Sure, and, and so, you know something we talk about with our clients and, and encourages to to consider the the tax triangle of where income is going to come from once you're done working, and, and mm-hmm. that that Roth fills that that non taxable bucket. And, that, and, you know, allows you to retain more of your money and count on more of your money and not um, not have distributions impact things like Social Security and, and stuff. So it's the advent of the um, of the tax or the Roth 401k is something that should be examining and taking advantage of. Or, and if it's not offered, asking their employers for, for that to be offered.
3: Yeah, and it, 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 yeah you're, you're right. I think that, you know, if you have a, a, a client that, that works for a small business, that small business owner, I know it from experience, to add the Roth option to your your 401k holding is, is, is pretty easy. They may not right. even know it exists. So yeah, getting out in front of your employer and say, hey, how come we don't offer it? It's a, it's a, a benefit that, that's basically free that could help a lot of people. So I, I think you're right about asking your HR department or whoever to, to maybe offer that benefit
2: in you know, one area that I want to bring up when it comes to to maybe tax errors or, or errors or mistakes to avoid um it seems like in the last few years the the side hustle has grown and folks you know earning additional income uh, whether it's through you know doing things through different technology sources or or selling things online or you know picking up side jobs and, and and um you know using their talents and resources that way um we encourage folks to to make sure that they are considering that money when it comes to their taxes do you see any mistakes there or any changes there that that we should remind folks about
3: you know the big mistake there is people just forgetting about it oh hey I, I drove for uber for a couple months and I you know made a couple thousand dollars and then I you know, I, I completely, you know, I did that in February. I'm doing my taxes at the end of the year. And then I get an IRS letter. It says, oh, we, you had a 1099 from Uber for, you know, $5,000 or whatever it was. And it, 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 then we have to go back, amend the return, bring all the expenses into it. And um, my, what I usually recommend to people that are going to pick up these side hustles, whether it be, you know, driving for Uber, selling something on Etsy, there's a million different things you can do, is to really keep track of your expenses. Right. Um, because you're, you're going to have the income, and a lot of times these um, these side hustles really don't make any money. Uh, you know, you're going to get a ten ninety nine for five thousand dollars, but you may have had forty five hundred dollars in expenses, which would make your tax liability you know, only on $500 as opposed to, um, to 5,000. So, uh, keeping track of those, you know, thinking about what expenses you have that are associated with that side hustle, because it's a, it's essentially a small business. You're, you're running your own small business now. And the, the important, uh, aspects of that are, are managing your expenses and, and making sure you're tracking them. So at tax time, you have the expenses to, um, to offset that, uh, that income.
2: Right, and and one thing that's been pushed back, you know, a lot of those folks get paid through, you know, either PayPal or Venmo. Um, they've pushed back that um, that
3: tax collection feature. Correct. Exactly. So the the thought process was that anybody who received over six hundred dollars via PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, whatever, a million different these these. Right. Uh, Apps that you know a lot of times are just used to split dinners or you know pay somebody back for something or what have you, that that was going to be reported. Now it's not the end of the world if that gets reported. And, you know, if I if you gave me six hundred dollars for something as a reimbursement, I would just have to show that on my tax return that I got six hundred dollars, but I had six hundred dollars of expenses. And where people are gonna get in trouble with that you know what like talked about before, you forget that it happened, you don't know you have that tax form coming and you know, you file your taxes as is and any the IRS has a, you know, a note that you traded $2,500 on PayPal and they're going to send you a letter and say, wait a minute, this $2,500 wasn't on your tax return. So it, it's something to, to be cognizant about. Most people, it shouldn't create taxable income, but it's something you're gonna have to show on the tax return and show the offsetting expense um, when that goes into play. So it, it's just a, it's going to make a lot of people that never had to file a Schedule C before file a Schedule C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So people who use it for just you know buying the pies for the kids fundraiser, they really don't have anything to worry about with that.
3: They don't have anything to worry about because their, their expense in that that example you just gave would be the pies. So they bought, you know, I bought a hundred dollars worth of pies. You sent me a hundred dollars. You know, on the tax return, I should have a hundred dollars of income and a hundred dollars of expense. But if I don't you show that the income and expenses and I just completely ignore it. And there's a 1099 out there with my name on it for hundred dollars. Uh, you know, fast forward after your taxes get filed, you're potentially going to get a letter from the IRS that says, Hey, you had this hundred dollars and we didn't see it on your return anywhere.
1: Well, you said it was a, for 600 above. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, the, it was- the other question is who is creating the 1099s then Venmo and PayPal
3: Yes, yes. So they would come from there, and they've always this has always existed. But it used to be you had to do twenty thousand dollars worth of transactions. Now my understanding is it's anything over six hundred. So it's really less than you know. You you buy a hundred dollars worth of pie seven times. Now all of a sudden you're getting that that ten ninety nine.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, it's
2: something to to make sure and keep track, keep your records, keep receipts. That's uh, the the way to, to make sure you're documenting that, right, Josh.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think it just, just making sure you, you've picked it up. And I'm sure it is, this does come into play, whether you're somebody, you know, we're definitely going to have it, you know, uh, you know ask, be asking our clients for it and, 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 and finding out. Uh, but I think any tax preparer, even your tax preparation software, if you're somebody that says, hey, my, my return is easy, I'm going to do it on TurboTax. I think that they're probably going to have this built in as well to just to make sure they capture it and and what have you. And and who knows? We may see um, some changes in that. I mean, it already got pushed back once. You know, hopefully historically, you've been able to set up two separate accounts and say, well, this is my business and this is my personal. If they allow that, then you could still, you know, pay for dinner between two friends and not have to worry about final tax returns. We'll we'll see how it evolves. Depends how good of a dinner it is, though, too, right? (laughs) Exactly
2: um when when it comes to gen x and taxes and and their wealth um what what things should gen xers be doing to make sure they're on the appropriate path to to paying the right amount in taxes not paying too much but also you know fulfilling their obligations so they're they're not at risk of any um you know any you know audits or or anything like that
3: you know, so it really depends. I mean, if you're just talking to W-2 folks, you know, husband and wife making $150, $200, $250,000 a year each, not a lot that can be done from a tax saving perspective outside of using your, the plans that are through your employers, your 401ks, maybe your HSAs, if you're eligible, those kind of things. Um, but you know, the one thing that people, people, people don't think about their taxes as, they always think about it as April fifteenth. So they, I get to April fifteenth if I owe. Oh my God, I did something wrong. If I get this huge refund, oh man, I did something right. Neither one of those things are, are very good. And and what you have to really think about it is sometimes what causes that you know either to owe or to have a, re- a huge refund is income discrepancy between spouses. So if one spouse makes three hundred thousand dollars a year and the other spouse makes a hundred that you're never, the, the person making a hundred, their withholding is never going to be able to keep up. So you're probably going to have to make some estimated tax payments or, you know, go to your employer and say, I want to have a, additional funds withheld. That happens a lot. And, you know, people kind of get upset. Oh man, I can't believe I owe money. I have had taxes withheld throughout the year. Um, but in situations where there's an income discrepancy, you're going to get, you know, you'll probably get to the end of the year and, and you're going to owe money and I uh, and that's, you know, and that's the reason, uh, you know, I would right. say nine times out of 10, when somebody owes money, it's something along, along those lines. It, it's just a, a you know, a, 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 one of the spouses has a part-time job, the other spouse has a full-time job and the withholding just isn't enough on that part-time income.
2: Yeah. I and mean, one thing we always encourage our clients to do is, is tax planning throughout the year. Yeah. You know, because December 31st is a, is a pretty hard and fast deadline from the IRS and, you know, if there's something that you think about on January 3rd, it says, shoot, I should have done this. You're, you're kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, so consider your tax situation throughout the year, whenever you want to make, you know, if you're making distributions or contributions or, um, you know, an inheritance or something happens or, you know, opportunities, we, we see it all the time with our clients. If they're, you know, doing a, a transaction from, um, you know, company stock, uh, programs that they can participate in. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, sometimes those windows are open for a very short period of time and understanding what your tax situation is when it comes time to make those decisions is very important because, you know, after December 31st, there's not much that can be done, uh, for last year.
3: Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I, I 100% agree. And yeah, you brought up employer stock transactions and what have you. Uh, those can those can shoot you in the foot sometimes from sure. an AMT perspective. Those are very, uh, you know, especially if you're in a situation a startup or what have you, where you're you're buying stock for two dollars that's currently trading at 80. Um, you're gonna have an AMT situation. That's <laughs> something you want to you want to you want to get out in front of. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that. Um, and uh, you can it can have a big surprise at tax time.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, making, making accountants, our friends is important. Making, you know, that profession, your profession, your industry, our friends, as we're accumulating and participating in things is is so important. Um, so if, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, um, how do they do it? How do they follow some of the things that you, that you guys put out or publish? Um, what's the best way for someone to reach out to, to Confino?
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can look at our website, www.compino.com. That's c-o-m-p-f-i-n-o.com. Um, I'm, um, my email is josh at pompfino.com. Um, our telephone number and have you is on, on the website. Um, and, and, we're just rolling out a new website here. It should be, uh, live whenever this goes live. And we, um, in that, in, on the website, you will know, have different ways to contact us where we're located. A lot of details on how our firm operates and what we do. Um, so yeah I think that's the the best way to to, to get a hold of us
2: Awesome. and uh I, I like the logo I, you know going through the change we just talked about that leading up and, and you kind of gave me the explanation to the the name comp Fino. You, know, you want to give our listeners a little bit of a description there that was that's kind of a cool I'm, I'm like I said uh when we were talking we went through a logo change recently so that's that stuff kind of fascinates me a little bit
3: yeah, we wanted to kind of, you know, a lot of what we do revolves around the small business and and in the, with our client relationships, we kind of become the, their CFO. So Confino is complete financial organization. We keep them organized, whether they're a personal tax client, small business, um, we just keep them headed in the right direction and organized. That's kind of uh, the, our goal. Awesome. Well, that
2: kind of brings it up, uh, brings it to a close with us here on a monetary mixtape. Wendy, do you have any other insights that you wanted
1: to add insights wow way to put me on the spot here <laughs> <laughs> what um, i am wondering is how can people get in touch with you Will? with us what? as always it's
2: hoffmanwealth.com um very active on linkedin and and you can follow us on social media through our facebook page or or linkedin um we uh we put all that information down in the show notes. Go back and check out some previous episodes. Um, I think I mentioned mentioned in our in our first episode of the year. Um, I'm really excited about some of the stuff we have coming up. Um, we're going to put together we're putting together a really good series on um, not just college saving for Gen Xers and their kids, but education planning. Um, and, and I have learned a lot through this process. And some of the guests we're going to have on. Um, but it goes beyond just, uh, and, and Josh, probably some of the things you encourage your clients to use, it goes beyond just what type of an account you can save in or how to invest. There's a lot of things that we can be doing for our kids. Um, when it comes to the, you know, the, the four to six years leading up to, to education and, uh, how to prepare them, how to prepare to to save money and, and maximize the things that are available. So, the next few episodes are going to be valuable. They're going to be uh, important if you're in that phase of of college prep. So I encourage you to, to to stay tuned, to listen, to share those episodes with your peers whenever whenever you hear them. They're going to be, um, you know, really, really, really insightful uh, when it comes to 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 that um, you know that phase of of Gen Xers. Um, and, and make sure that, you know, you're keeping track, you're doing your annual tax planning and doing it throughout the year, not just uh, between February 1st and April 15th, so that the, so that there's no surprises. And, and um, you know, Josh and his firm are great resource for you.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Josh, for joining us today. And thank you, Will. Thank you for joining us on Monetary Mixtape. Please like, follow and share with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell
0: don't bounce just yet the street lights haven't come on. thank you for listening to the monetary mixtape podcast if you thought this episode was dope then click the follow button to be notified when we drop a new episode visit our website at hoffmanwealth.com or give us a call at 724-522-5411 And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hoffman Wealth Management. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor. Or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.
3: Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group and Hoffman Wealth Management are separate entities from LPL Financial. All performance referenced
1: is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly.